smell There is magic to be found And stories here to tell Feed the fire, merry meat Dare to more than dabble All are welcome at our hearth For a little bonfire babble Bonfire babble Welcome to the bonfire Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. And I'm sorry, but that was like the perfect clap. <gasps> Thank you. We did such a good job. We did do a good job. Totally synced. <laughs> totally so, synced. <laughs> so y'all, we we clap so we line up our tracks before we start. That's what we're talking about. And that one was perfect. Uh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Good job. We're so insane. We are so good. <laughs> we're burning rose incense because we're recording the day before Valentine's Day. I fully forgot that was tomorrow. Uh, it, it, well... There you go. It's self-love day. Yeah. And there's, oh, I'm going to shout out Actually Can. If you are on our Instagram, I put her in our story yesterday. She's doing a workshop, a five-day workshop about self-love. Ooh. It looks so cool. Fun. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, Valentine's Day. I know. I can't remember the last time I did anything for Valentine's Day. Tammy, it celebrates everything. Like, I love like that. Find an excuse to celebrate. She is holiday, holiday woman. That is who she is. I'll probably do like a fun like Valentine's makeup look for no one. Ooh, because I'm working. So Matt, you always look so good. Thanks. You do. Um, it, I, speaking of that, uh, I have a thing I want to talk about that is yeah. not at all witch related. Okay, but it's something that I have just found out that is amazing. Okay, and I am now in love with. Okay, so you know this. The listeners don't know this, but I went and got my lashes done for my birthday, mm-hmm. which was like a luxury. It was very fancy, but it's also something that I cannot afford. Like, I can't. But it was a birthday. Yeah. Yes. But I loved the way my eyes looked with big, long lashes because mm-hmm. I have big brown eyes and they're beautiful and I like to show them off and lashes do that. It's true. So you also wear eyeshadow better than anybody. Else. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um but I don't like lash glue. Mm-hmm. For so, fake eyelashes. Yeah. Okay. So I bought, just to see if it was great, some of those magnetic lashes that have the magnetic liner. Oh, yeah. And I am wearing them right now. No. And they look extraordinary. And they are so easy and there's no gunky glue and I am just like really feeling myself and now I don't feel bad that I won't be able to like get them like filled or touched up when they all fall off. I have to say, mm-hmm. I think for our glamour aesthetic witches out there, mm-hmm. this would be interesting for you. You should put this on Instagram for them. I could take a picture. Yeah. Tell you what, I'll post a picture. Yeah. Because yeah. they are great. And I wear black eyeliner anyway because I'm a child of the 90s. So, um, is that a child? I wear black eyeliner. Yeah, I was like a gothy kid. And so I just like black eyeliner, eyeliner is always what I'm going to wear forever. Uh, whether it's the right shade for me or not. I know. I, don't care. I always feel pale when I wear brown eyeliner, even though yeah. I, well, I guess I am pale, but. <laughs> Yeah. But like I feel luxurious. No, it's I so feel cool. fancy. I love it also cuz it's like super easy and low key and oh, yeah. very very inexpensive. That is, inexpensive is awesome, mm-hmm. especially if it makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it looks amazing everybody. I can't wait for you to see it. I love to feel good on bam, the bam. gram. So, we want to shout out some new patrons. 
Oh, yeah, we got some patrons yeah. that we want to talk about. And a letter that we got. Oh, yeah, yeah. we want to say thank you to Delilah. We have her we have her permission to to say her name. Yeah. Uh, sent us an incredible email that moved me very much. We just want to say thank you. Yeah. It was that. very cool and also continues my education. Yes, for uh, sure. Because there was something in there that you talked about that I'll write to you about in an email that we I learned didn't, some stuff that I didn't know and you uh, used it and I was like oh wow <laughs> and so I looked it up and now I know and I really I just love you and appreciate your story and your journey and you go and we love to learn <laughs> I love to yeah. learn and I love it when our listeners teach us stuff yeah, yeah. so it was cool it was very cool as far as patrons are yes. concerned, uh, we want to shout out a few of you yeah. and say thanks. Yeah. Terry, thank you. And thanks for reminding me about my love of dogwood. <laughs> and Lori, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate we you so much. Yes, we do. And Caroline <laughs> from uh, the Southern Hemisphere. Mm, yes. And so this, the book that, oh, we're doing a book review today. Oh, and yeah. It, this will especially, this is an Aus- Australian author. So uh, I think you'll like that, Caroline. Amazing. And yeah. also... Trees, if you please. Last but not least. Last but certainly not least. <laughs> Trees, if you please. Yeah. Thanks uh, for joining us. Thank you for joining us. And I also want to do a shout out to our patrons who uh, showed up for our wand making oh class. Oh my gosh, that was so much fun. What a profound experience. It really, yeah. It was. I finished my wand yesterday, by the way. <gasps> Woohoo! Uh, she's beautiful. She's beautiful. Uh, she smells like oil now. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, but it's, it was such a such a cool class. It was It was really... It was a blast. And yeah. it was fun teaching something, you know, other than theater, <laughs> which was really, and just connecting on that level. And, yeah. you know, we did a meditation on the way out a little bit. and Seeing all your beautiful faces. Yeah, so it was really, it was really fun. Yeah. So thank good. you. Thank you. And those of you who didn't, weren't able to make it, the video is up. It's up. And you can watch it. And we are going to have a Q&A and we'll put that on Patreon, everyone. So there you go. There you go. And we are doing a book review today yes. or actually two two yeah you might remember a while back Llewellyn kindly sent us just a butt ton of books mm-hmm. <laughs> and we've already talked about three of them yes yeah yes and today we are talking about two more but we're doing a little more long form we yeah, have a lot of are. stuff to talk about yeah I think we're probably going to make this a series a, yeah a sure. podcast uh the other three one of them's a year-long book I'd love to hear uh those of you who are following Pagan and Prayers who bought that book and are reading it every month or I don't know every week every day it's it's not a daily but it is she's got it organized she they have it organized organized by month and I'd love to hear how you're doing and I will talk about it in another episode not today but yeah yeah well shoot shall we gather up our books and head up to the bonfire yeah we'll go right there all right my book this (laughs) week is becoming the witch the art of magic and your book this week? <laughs> the Magic of Tarot by Sasha Graham. And if you don't know why we're talking like that, go watch Clueless. Okay. <laughs> a movie that holds up beautifully. Yeah. Give become, or take a couple moments. Yeah. Becoming the Witch, The Art of Magic by, I think I'm pronouncing this right. I looked it up. And it's Danae, not Danny, Danae. Danae Moon Thorpe. Danae. So, 
Danae? I bet it's Danae. Do you think it's Danae? I have had a couple of friends named Danae. Okay. So I bet it's Danae. Okay. Danae Moonthorpe. She's a witch and a psychic reader and the founder of Spellbox, a popular metaphysical store in Melbourne. And Melbourne, if you're in the Pacific Northwest, so now you can do the math if you're not in the Pacific Northwest, is 19 hours ahead of us. That's going to become important when I talk in my spark, spoiler alert, about Spellbox.com. And I'm not going to talk anymore about it until we get to the spark about the website. So I'm going to stick with the book. Save it. Yeah. First of all, who is this book for and who it might not interest? This book is mostly for beginners, but some of the later book dips into some intermediate and advanced stuff. It's also for people who might be looking for inspiration, spells, potions, tinctures, powders for spell or ritual work or play. I know that we're trying to get out of calling it work because, you know, even though sometimes it's serious, sometimes it's yeah. playful. I, I really want to encourage you that if you buy this book, which I do recommend for beginners, read the introduction. It's really going to help a lot. And right. Thorpe talks about how she expects this book to intrigue you. I loved that word, to intrigue you into doing more work. And she lays out a definite plan of study. And she has this she has this precise way of teaching and writing this. A lot of it focuses on how to learn to connect to some of the basics. Like she lays out how to connect to the moon and elements and your witch tools. It's really, I don't want to say it's basic, but it's definitely beginner. It sounds foundational. It It is. Which is important. Um, and if you, in case you're wondering, everybody, why it sounds like I don't know about this book, it's because oh yeah, we haven't both read it. No. Dead has read it. Yeah. And uh, we we each took some books and, and we'll switch. Yeah. <laughs> and so maybe you'll hear about them when we've both read them on Instagram. That's yeah, yeah, what I think we'd sure. like to do is then update. This is what I want to add to that. And, and then you can refer back to the podcast if you haven't listened to us talk about it. But so it sounds like I don't know what she's talking about because yeah, I'm hearing it for the first time. Yeah. Thank you. And same when Corey talks about her book. And she t- also talks in the introduction about how it's totally okay to modify things and change things. Only issue I had with that mm-hmm. is once I started reading it. <laughs> Actually, before I start, so we're doing this book review, and I don't know how many of you are all theater people, <laughs> but uh, there's this great musical called City of Angels. Oh, my stars. Yeah. And one of the characters is a writer and he keeps getting and he's finally doing a screenplay and he keeps getting all this feedback and he says must be really nice to not have to look at a blank page and come up with everything on your own and just take somebody else's work and decide what to do and and that's how I feel right now (laughs) so please know this is just my opinion and I know that there is no way around the fact that if you're not into deity Mm -hmm. or you're not at least curious about deity, you're not going to like this book. Okay. If you are just like anti-deity, I don't want to work with deities, I'm not interested because there's deity all the way through. And she deals with it in a way, she doesn't go in depth on any of the deities. She has this succinct way and almost every single chapter of dropping these nuggets of two or three sentences and where you can find out more about them, uh, of deities and other things as well. Just folk, little tidbits of folklore or mythology. If she went into depth, this would be a thousand-page book. 
Yeah. And there were a couple of Greek myths that I'd forgotten about and one I think I I don't even know about. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to give you a trigger warning about um, incest. I'm going to talk very briefly about it and I'll put it in the show notes so you can know where to skip to. But I want to just chat about this because... When we talked about Oedipus and talked about the fact that he slept with his mom, it didn't bother me because he didn't know he was sleeping with his mom, right? It was unknowingly, but this particular myth that she includes, and she writes a little bit more about this one than she does. She's talking about how one of the goddesses slept with her son, which is also the name of a planet. And I have forgotten this myth, but I remembered that the Greeks, there's a lot of incest in Greek mythology. And a lot of yeah. that R word as yeah. well. Yeah. So um, it just grossed me out a little bit. That was the only moment I was like, because, you know, she said, sleeps with this. And I was just like, it's just the Greek myth, Dada, move on. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's hard to move on yeah. from something that icky, though. Yeah. And it was just like, okay. And and that was like just a quick moment. Yeah. So, so she drops these really packed sentences and sometimes sometimes there were a couple paragraphs but not very many most of them were sentences about deities leading up to spells and not all the spells included deity but most of them do okay and she does this without any cultural appropriation because she covers so many a whole range of over the whole world I, i i don't know that there's one culture she does not touch upon i mean she is just running the gamut that's why i mean it would be a thousand page book if she actually went into it and she's got this great ethics guide and it's at the end of the book and this always makes me wonder how much control authors have over where the placement of certain chapters are Mm. because this is something I would have put at the beginning Beginning. yeah and there are some people that wouldn't have known all the terminology probably not all the plants and stuff and by that time you get to the end of the book if you don't know anything you will she's she's mentioned these but I really wanted that at the beginning because she talks about uh, sourcing herbs and crystals and all that good stuff ethically uh, bones ethically and also about cultural appropriation mm. which i really appreciated so this book Corey, is filled with spells okay it's i mean like i swear you like do a flip and there's a spell and to call them simple would be a mistake okay but they're short and they're really manageable okay. and for a new witch it's really easy to grok and wrap your brain around, I, I would think. And it, it's also it also really inspired me to uh, I, I do daily things, you know, like we've talked about this before mm-hmm. with my tea, with my coffee, with my hair and, sure. you know, in my shower and stuff like that. But this I was just like, this is really manageable. I can do this. I could do a spell a day. And I like wanted to challenge myself and I may just challenge myself and have people follow along with me. But I haven't committed to that just yet. I'm still thinking about it. And most of them are not in rhyme, which rhyme is said. So here's the thing about rhyme. And Corey and I talked about this last week in class, in the one class or a couple weeks ago now by the time this drops. Rhyme is said it's meant to deepen your connection with your subconscious. And I want to talk about that for a moment and come back to the book in a minute because Corey is one of the most amazing rhyming poets that I know, and I aspire to her level of work. And I have a question for her, but I, before I do that, if you have not signed up for a newsletter, she you do a poem every month. Every, yeah, I do a blessing yeah. at the beginning yeah. of every newsletter. They're gorgeous. They're freaking gorgeous. And they're, and they're always in rhyme? Yeah. 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 And I struggle with that, so I really aspire. And I wanted to ask you, Corey, and then I promise we'll go back to the book. When did you start? 
writing in rhyme and and what's your method? How do you how I do you struggle do it? with prose is mm. the thing. Oh my gosh, and I'm just the so, opposite. So, uh, I've been this is going to sound like I'm trying to make a flex and I'm not. <laughs> I want to be very clear about that. I, I do not believe you are making a flex. I have been reading Shakespeare since I was about seven. Okay. Oh. Cat alert, everyone. Sorry. It is our cat, my cat, not your cat. Uh, trees, if you please. Sorry about that. It's the only thing. Cat meows and maybe sometimes a rumble from outside are the only things that get into my studio. Sorry about that. Anyway, go ahead. I don't want to screw up your vibe. Okay. Well, I, I'm all vibes. Don't even worry about it. Uh, I've been reading Shakespeare since I was about seven years old. That had a deeply profound impact yeah. on the way my brain communicates sentiment. And so I have a hard time with prose. But I also know, and I learned intuitively at a very young age, that if it rhymes, you will remember it. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason that a lot of witches... And and rhyme. Yeah. also, I think there's a certain level of fun, like, brain Tetris you have to do mm-hmm. because you have to f- you have to flex your, like, synonym muscle. Do you look stuff up? Oh, honey, uh, pee. Oh, yeah. Of course I do. Are you joking? <laughs> That's, I have to do that. Like, I go I to have, rhyming dictionaries all the time. <laughs> again, not a flex. I have an immense vocabulary. Mm. But sometimes, mm. because I also have ADHD... <laughs> <laughs> it turns into word soup in there. Oh, and yeah. I have to like fish out the words I need. Um, so like thesaurus.com or mm-hmm. rhymingdictionary.com. Mm-hmm. If I'm like, I know there's a word and I can't remember what it is. Yeah. I just look it up. I did. Words are my. Yeah, I love them. Words are my thing. I don't math and I don't physics. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do I, words are the thing that I do and they're the thing that I do very well and on paper oh I'm incredible on paper well there's they're absolutely gorgeous and I think Thanks. one day you should write a witch poetry spell blessing book I'm just saying that okay. I'm just gonna put that out there right there well uh so thanks. there you go and um yeah maybe I'll maybe I'll collect all the ones from the newsletters uh, yeah there you go yeah. I love that idea so I think there I think there are other ways to get to that subconscious level that uh rhyming is supposed to get you to because I use prose and I'm 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 writing a book. There you go. <laughs> and prose and imagery is my thing, but not rhyme. But there are other ways, I think, to get into that state, that higher state. Lori Cabot would call it an alpha state and scientists would call it an alpha state. But there's a way to connect mm. that's not rhyme. Having said that, I love rhyme, which is sure. why I sometimes use other people's spell and then shift it a little yeah. bit, change a couple words to really personalize it. I think that there are other ways definitely to achieve what rhyme can achieve, mm-hmm. especially if rhyming doesn't really, you don't vibe with it or you don't enjoy writing in rhyme, like writing it out by hand is going to help get mm-hmm. it into your body oh, and yeah. your brain in a different way. We do an exercise when we're doing a show where we recite our lines in like quote unquote stress postures yeah, or in movement like running or playing frisbee together uh, because that puts the words in your brain and your body in a different way. Yes, it does. Um, when I tell people to memorize things, yeah. I tell them to wash the dishes, move around, yeah. throw a ball. Yeah, it does. Hold it gets- a plank. 
Leah. Yeah. So, so yeah, so there are, are different ways. But she also, she starts, she starts you out with this connection to the moon. And she's really big into nature and that being the path of the witch. Since the moon is such an integral part of probably one of the most significant parts of my witchcraft, it really spoke to me. But again, she talked about the deity of the moon, but mm. she didn't name the deity of the moon. And then later she she does other other deities. So and she names them. She does a really beginning intro to the elements and again spells for connecting with them. But if you want to do a deep dive, I want to remind you of Evo Dominguez's book, The Four Elements of the Wise, because it's amazing. It's very, very good. Plan to spend several months with it, even though it's not that thick. It's <laughs> really deep and intense. Same for the spells with connecting with your tools, their short descriptions of them and their uses, and the witch's cabinet and her opinion on the witch's purpose and dedication for yourself at the path which is heavily influenced by wicca everybody and i think that's really obvious because she does the eight sabbats sabbats of the year and mabon is there but again remember it is it's southern hemisphere so it's mm. really cool to get that perspective because there she is so season oriented except for one thing which i'll get to I love her personal take on symbols, and they're definitely based on traditions, for sure. Her herb resources are wonderful and a teeny bit more flushed out than Scott Cunningham's as far as adding her personal perspective. And I love that. There aren't pictures and stuff like in Scott's book. And she goes through the Wheel of the Year, like I said, Australian. And I want to ask our Southern Hemisphere Patreon about this, because she says, I think she said, if I understood it, that they celebrate Beltane and Halloween slash Samhain at the same time. Oh. So I want to reach out to Carolyn and see if that's right. That's fun. So, all right. I'm about to wrap this up. Okay. Okay. Things I wish about this book that she had talked more about, that she'd talked more in-depthly about deity and how to connect with them before you use them in a spell. And if she did talk about that, I missed it, and it was too short. Okay. Uh, because she brings up Hecate and, in several spells, and they're decent spells. I don't agree with everything she says about the divine realms and the underworld. Uh, she absolutely says, <laughs> you know, she says that word intrigue. She wants to intrigue you to explore it. And I think that needed, she needed to say that a couple more times because that led me to think too that she needed to end the book earlier and write a second book. Mm. And so that's, if Llewellyn's listening, I think she needs a second book. Yeah, <laughs> it's based book. on like three or four of those last chapters to to go deeper uh, because she gets into magic that, again, in my humble opinion, referring back to City of Angels, it's the towards the end, it's not really for a beginner. She doesn't go in depth enough when introducing those subjects. And that's not to scare anybody away from it, but like poppets and hexes and, you know, using pins and poppets and stuff. And it was just like, oh, you need to have some you need to have some experience, in my opinion, before you do that. So that's why I was like, OK, do an intermediate book next yeah. and include that in there. OK. So great for beginners. Please supplement with the deity research and work. Please have some experience behind you before you use those poppets. Oh, and she talks about the Fae, too, and hexing. So you can really make informed decisions before you work with all of that. And uh, that's not meant to scare you away from that kind of work. That kind of work is great. But I think you need a little bit more experience, at least that year and that day. Mm. It's a wonderful resource, really accessible spell work, and potions and powders. And I give it 
A four out of five bonfire. Well, there you yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. Four out of five bonfires. That's pretty hot. Yeah, I think for beginners, I totally recommend this book. And especially if you're in Australia, because... It's oriented towards your hemisphere. It is. And because of something else, her shop that I'll talk about in The Spark. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's It was really cool. It was a great read. Thanks, Luella. Horrific. <laughs> Thanks, Llewellyn. Okay. I've talked a lot, and now it's your turn. Now it's my turn to talk a lot. Look out. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. Uh, I reviewed the book, The Magic of Tarot, Your Guide to Intuitive Readings, Rituals, and Spells. The cover's so beautiful. By Sasha Graham. Oh. Uh, the cover is beautiful. No, you're good. Yeah, it's a beautiful cover. Uh, she looks like she could either seduce you or steal your wallet or both. Ooh, I, I love it. I love it. Look at her. I love yeah, it. I love this great. cover so much. I really love the cover of Becoming a Witch, too. It's got a crow on it, so of course I love well, it. Well, sure. Yeah. <gasps> Speaking yeah. of crows, yeah. there was just a real big chonker of a crow on our porch today. Oh. And they were so sleek and shiny. And they were like looking at me through the door. And I was like, you're pretty. I, they're so pretty. I waved a I lot. I love them. I they, waved a lot at them. I fed them early today and they were confused. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing out here? It's not yeah. lunchtime yet. Uh, okay. So this book... I really enjoyed. It's broken up in a way that I think is very intuitive. Okay. And it reads almost more like a textbook in that it's broken up with like exercises and each chapter builds on the last chapter and it's it's got a very educational vibe. Mm. Not to say that the writing is educational. Right. It's very like conversational. It's very, I would say it's kind of chill. Like it's, it's very much like you're having a conversation with the author, mm -hmm. which is really nice. It's broken up in a way that is, it's it's definitely like we're here to learn. It, I, I broke up my review into chapters because each chapter has like several subheadings. Oh, I love that. Which is very cool. Yeah. Um. So starting at the beginning, like the intro. Well, actually, I think I should probably do what you did. Who is this for? This is for people who are just starting out with tarot. Or people who are looking to deepen their relationship to tarot. I think even people who do it for like a living, people who who do it all the time, could benefit from some of the really f interesting stuff in here. Mm. And then I'll get to in the later chapters. Because there was some stuff in here that I definitely was like, huh, neat. Um, there's definitely <laughs> like some that. stuff that I was like, mm, I don't know if I vibe with that. But yeah. uh, there was definitely a lot of stuff that I was I, I hadn't really thought of before or like specifically taken an interest in or mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. noticed maybe yeah that's who this book is for everybody who wants to get to know their tarot better my very main takeaway from the intro is that tarot is storytelling which i think is fascinating because i'm obsessed as you know with storytelling i have to interject here because that was the thing i was going to bring it back to that's one of the things that Danae talks about at the end of the book is storytelling, about, is storytelling and the witch's story and stuff like that. Yes, I love I, that. And I, when it comes to tarot, I am right there with it. Well, with everything, I feel the same way that yeah. you do about storytelling, but especially with tarot. Storytelling is vital, mm -hmm. and when you're doing a reading, you are telling a story about a question mm -hmm. or the future or the past or whatever. So tarot is storytelling. Tarot. This is a quote from page six. Tarot teaches you to become the storyteller of your life. Mm. And I think that's beautiful. I love that. Um, but the intro is basically that the book has a journal, st has journal style writing prompts all throughout it. It's for beginners and veterans. And there's a lot of stuff about somatic tarot reading. Really? Which was interesting. And we'll get into it a little okay. bit. Okay. 
chapter one is called Tarot, Magic, and You. And it basically encourages you to just start reading tarot. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> as Nike would say. Don't come at us, Nike. Yeah, we can't afford to take you on. But basically, it encourages you to dive right in with prompts and illustrations that have example questions. There's guidance on how to shuffle, how to draw, how to cut. I love that there's guidance on how to shuffle. Yeah, there's. And it talks about all the different kinds of shuffles. And I was like, I haven't seen a list of how to shuffle since the time I bought like a close-up magic book, which I think is neat. But the, my main takeaway for this was that I thought was interesting that I'd never really thought of was intuition versus associative memory. There's some really fascinating stuff in this chapter about your intuition, your guts mm -hmm. versus recognizing a memory and putting that story on the current moment rather than telling a story about the current moment. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a fascinating stuff. I like that. Yeah. And that's right away in chapter one, folks. <laughs> like already there's really cool stuff happening here. Chapter two is called Your Foundation. And it's all about study and practice. How to study. How to practice. Again, journal prompts out the wazoo here. Just so many journal prompts. You will have to have a designated journal for this book. I mean, you should probably have a journal if you're doing tarot anyway, because it's such a helpful tool for most. So... You'll want to, I think, I believe she even talks about how to keep your journal for working with this book. So it's very handy. There are suggestions for where you can find classes and resources. Like I said, how to keep your journal and keep track of your tarot journey. And then there's also, to your earlier point, a sample code of ethics. I love that. Right away in chapter two. Yeah. For when you're doing your readings, which I think is great. You might be thinking like, well, I'm not going to read for other people. You should have a code of ethics for yourself as well. Keep yourself honest. Keep yourself, you know, keep your integrity when you're reading for yourself because that's going to give you better readings. I was, yeah, it'll keep things clearer for you yeah. and won't let you fool yourself as much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to pull six more cards because I don't like the answer. I've yeah. done that. But it's, <laughs> it's, and that's especially funny because usually it just gives you six more cards and make you go, oh man. Yep. It just revalidates. Really doubles down. <laughs> yeah. Uh. It's like, stop it. Stop it. I get it. So, but chapter two is really cool because I don't like, one of the things about like the education system in this nation is just study. Mm. Study harder. She actually gives you tools on how, how to do, do I it. study? Mm -hmm. I don't know how. It's like people who are like, well, why don't you just clean your house? Because I don't know how to the specific things to clean the specific parts of my house. Do you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. that's a barrier for a lot of people. And like, I think that's a barrier to studying as well as not knowing how. Or they get overwhelmed and yeah. so they just stop and don't do it. And this is like, yeah. takes a little bite-sized approach. Very like this step, then this step. Give you lots of suggestions, lots of options. It's a very cool chapter. And then chapter three, we're going right into like magical readings, whether that's for you or others. There's a lot in this chapter. <laughs> it's a big, it's a chonky boy, this chapter. It's got... Everything from how to ask your questions, which is something I'd never really thought about before, which is very fascinating. How to use numbers and patterns in your reading, how to use other associations in your reading. There's an exercise about active awareness, which was really neat, mm. like such a cool thing. And then there's like a super great rundown of the major and minor arcana. The thing that I took away from this bit of the book was the way that she categorized the pips. She categorized the pips as mind, heart, gut, and body. So the swords are mind, 
the cups are heart, the wands are gut, and the pentacles are body. And I love the simple but very effective way that she did that. It's going to help you remember. Super going to help you remember. And it's also going to help you read. Yes. And what it does immediately is set, what I know now, is because I've read it, is it sets you up for later chapters where she starts talking about tarot and your body. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so mad. So, so yeah. right away, putting it in the context of your body, your mind, your heart, your guts, your physical, like, gross body. Gross in the, like, material realm, not gross like you. It's a big, chonky chapter, and it's very, very cool. A lot of really cool stuff. Tarot Spread Magic is the fourth chapter, and it's it's a pretty straightforward chapter. I think that it's light, perhaps intentionally, after such a big, chonky chapter before it. But it's basically just diagrams of existing tarot spreads and how to read them, guidance on how to create your own tarot spreads. Again, a journal is very handy for this. It's a very straightforward, very cool, nothing terribly OMG groundbreaking for me. But I think that if you're new to tarot, it's going to offer you some really great foundational stuff regarding spreads. Because I feel like people who ask me, well, how do you know how to lay them out? It's like the biggest question they have. That and do you memorize what all of the cards mean? No. And, and <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it, but yeah. no. Familiar with them. A lot of intuitive reading. Yeah. Yeah. And I also do my spreads intuitively. Especially when you're starting. Yeah. I think. Well, and some people do the opposite because they into intuition comes later for them yeah. or the structure is it yeah. helps to channel that intuition yeah. Yeah. and a lot of people like are very very specific they're like i do the celtic cross or i do you know these specific three card spreads or or whatever the heck uh, i am not those people i could be maybe but i'm not right now chapter five is called tarot magic and it is basically a collection of rituals it's got a lot of really great spells essentially, as well as journal prompts. It also talks a lot about the importance of words, phrases, the tools that you use, and the environment in which you do your readings. It's a very cool chapter. The rituals are neat. They're they're well-written. They're clear. I think that it would take me all year long to do all the rituals in this book. Really? I'm yeah. excited. All the spells and stuff. My You're going to love it. We're going to have to swap You're gonna back and forth. You're going to mark the hell out of this book. <laughs> I can already tell. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. That's fine. I marked the one that I'm about to give you. That's I, okay. Yeah. I expect it. Ugh. I expect it. The uh, sixth chapter is called Bringing Magic to Life. And this is where she gets really deeply into somatic tarot reading. I'm not going to give a lot of stuff away. Right. Buy the book. Because I want you to buy the book. But there's a lot of really interesting stuff here about bringing tarot into your body your body intelligence, tarot and yoga. Keep in mind, yoga is a borrowed practice and to treat it with respect. Mm -hmm. She does also some stuff about shadow work and exercise, like exercises for shadow work. And yes, and, and yes, but. It's, there was some stuff in the shadow work episode that I didn't necessarily agree with. There was some... The chapter? The chapter. Oh, got it. There was some stuff that I think... What I'll say is be aware of yourself before you take any of those exercises on. They're interesting to read about. There were some that I looked at and thought, that's not for me (laughs) right now, you know? So keep that in mind. Be mindful of that. Not to 
like scare you away from it or anything, but just be mindful of, of what you take with you from that chapter. There's a really interesting section about fairy tales and tarot, which I think is super cool. I love that. I love that so much. I, I don't know why, but Little Red Riding Hood is like <laughs> one of my favorites, even though I love wolves and I never want them to be killed. There was something that I can't find in my notes that I think was in this chapter called the Seven Clairs. So there's clairvoyance, clairaudience, several other ways to incorporate your body and senses Mm -hmm. into your tarot. That was very interesting to read about. But right into chapter seven, there's only eight chapters. Right into chapter seven, it's called The Seven Sacred Cornerstones of Constant Tarot Magic. I'm not going to tell you about this chapter. Okay. Because it's neat. I'd never seen it before. And I don't want to spoil it. This alone, I think, would be a reason to get this book. It was very interesting. And then chapter eight is just card meetings. She doesn't do any card meetings until the very end, which I thought was an interesting flex. That's interesting. Yeah. It's uh, with all. I kind of like that. Yeah, it's Because neat. you go into it without those preconceived notions. Yeah, and it gives you sort of a time to get to know cards, mm-hmm. get to know your cards before you like really dive into the teeny tiny granular details of each card. As with all books that contain the meanings of cards, I take what resonates with me and then I leave what doesn't. I think that's true with everything. Yeah. Our podcast, any books, mm-hmm. our cats. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. 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 Because yeah. there was, there's always going to be stuff that I look at and I go, I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. But then there's going to be stuff that I'm like... Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that it's important to to experience both of those things. Yeah, I think so, too. And it doesn't mean it's a bad book just because you disagree with some things. Nope. But this, at the end, there's some there's some really great lists, mm. like a glossary of terms, of, of questions you can ask, of... It's a very cool book. I almost don't want to give it to you. I guess. <laughs> Honestly. I'll make sure and give it back okay. to you. You and, promise? Um, uh, wait. Um, had, yeah. <laughs> Your cat knows you're lying. What? What? I don't know where you're. Your yeah. cat knows you're lying. That was one of the things I was going to say about becoming a witch. Mm-hmm. It's not exact. So Tammy and I had a lot of talk about resources and stuff like that. It's almost. I, I'm afraid this is going to sound insulting, and I way don't mean it to be. But it's almost encyclopedic. Yeah, for sure. What I love too is that they're the titles are cute. Like there's the Tarot Basics Cheat Sheet. And, like, the glossary of questions. And oh, wow. It's just very cool. It's just very cool, and I like it. Yeah. I would probably give this, like, four or four and a half, probably four and a half bonfires out of this one. Ooh. Out of five. I recommend wow. it. I recommend it. If you're interested in tarot and you find tarot overwhelming, yeah, because there's so many cards, this, this is a great book to pick up for sure oh cool yeah thanks sasha graham thanks luellen thank you luellen totally fun yeah these are fun and then we are starting our next books and hopefully probably won't do it on the podcast until next month yeah but we might talk about it on instagram the ones we're reading before then for sure for sure yeah so it was fun yeah i can't wait to do more are there any other books people would like us to like look at or yeah, or even give a little let us know look at and review for you yeah let us know yeah we want to know if there's anything we can help help sort of 
demystify. Yeah, a type of book or something like that. I have way too many books in my home right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Llewellyn ones are the priority, but I'm definitely reading other ones along the way. For sure, for sure. Well, now that we've done our sweet rad book reviews, should we go throw some sparks out? Let's go throw some sparks. Woohoo! Corey? Yeah? What's your spark today? Uh, My spark is a book that I want to get. Okay. As I was trolling around the Llewellyn website. I want to get Loki and Sigyn by Leah Svensson. And I just want to say that I didn't tell Corey this, just FYI, (laughs) but I did tell Leah because I see her every once in a while that my podcast partner is going to love this book. And lo and behold, so, and she's agreed to come on the podcast. So I'm very thrilled about this. Yeah. I hope I can read the book before she does. Yeah. Because I'm excited. I'm excited. I have it in my home right now. You do? I do. Oh, because I pre-ordered it. Ah, I'm going to pre-order Martellus's book, too. So sort of the second spark I have that you just reminded me of and that makes me think of is um, I'm recently, not recently, I've been obsessed with the Hadestown soundtrack. If you haven't listened, please do. It's the retelling of Orpheus and Eurydice, and it's exceptional. There's a part where Orpheus gives a toast. Basically where he's saying like that Persephone like will always provide and will always fill our cup. But there's a part that he says, if no one takes too much, then there will always be enough. Mm. And I think that that is also something that I keep in my mind whenever I think about living in a way that is pleasure focused. Yeah. Is like, that's where the responsible part comes in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which a lot of people in our world are not. Yeah. If yeah. no one takes too much, then there will always be enough. And so the number of arguments I've recently been in, not arguments, discussions <laughs> about like how food and housing shouldn't cost anything because you need them to survive. And people who are so deep in the consumerist like m- paradigm, which we all grew up in and are born into, that they can't see a world like that. Mm-hmm. They just can't get past the the idea that that you shouldn't have to pay to eat mm-hmm. or like you shouldn't have to pay to have a home. That is like... Especially when there are enough resources in the world. There shouldn't be people hungry while there are is the amount of food waste that we have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there shouldn't, there shouldn't be. Anyway, it's a, so I've been thinking a lot about that, especially in regards to my responsible hedonism year. Yeah. Yeah, Hades Town. Hades Town. Oh, so good. There is not a single song on that soundtrack that doesn't make me weep. Not one. Not one. Cool. Whether it's lyrically, whether it's storytelling, or whether it's just the fact that whoever wrote the music did such a good job of hitting those pitches. There's certain pitches that when they're hit, like I can feel them in my chest and they make, they make me cry. Like in um, Prince of Egypt when the mom is singing at the beginning, mm-hmm. Deliver Us, and she hits a note that no matter what kind of mood I'm in going in, I immediately start crying. That's the frequency it hits. It's the frequency it hits. And Hadestown is full of those moments. And it's wonderful. Even if you don't like musical theater, please give it a listen. And it's really jazzy. It's so jazz. Yeah, so if you don't like typical musical theater, there aren't a lot of those songs in there. You'll like this. Yeah. Well, what's your spark? Mine is the Spellbox, as I said at the beginning. And they have, and it's a website that you can go to, and I'll put it in the show notes, and Corey will put it on Instagram. Danae's 
website and they've got some powerful resources and a supply list for sale. And if you're into aesthetics, you're going to love this shop. You're going to love this shop, Corey. I'm going to look it up right now. There are so many varieties of readers from tarot to psychic to animal healers and Corey's laughing at me Uh, (laughs) it threw me so bad I had to start over because I tripped over my words and it wasn't good it was adorable (laughs) anyway there are tons of varieties of readers on there and you can book with them and I think I said at the beginning of the episode if you're in the Pacific Northwest they're 19 hours ahead of time but they also do stuff by email and if you're not in Australia if you're in the United States And I remember the first time I heard this in Canada and I got laughed at in a Canadian grocery store. I still think it's unfair. But anyway, if you are not in Australia and you're in the United States, our exchange rate right now is 71 cents to their dollar. So that's like a 29% discount on anything that you wanted to go and buy there, if I did the math correctly. And I have no idea how much shipping would be. You might make up for it in shipping. That's the exchange rate, Nick, because I started looking and going, I cannot buy anything. Yeah, Corey's looking at the website right now. It's so freaking beautiful, you all. Danae's done an amazing job. And it's such a beautiful metaphysical store. It's in Melbourne, Australia, if you live in Australia and want to get, and want to actually physically go there because the pictures of the store itself are also just, oh, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Oh, and she's got this wheel of fortune kind of app. You push a button and it comes up. It's just fun. So if you're into aesthetics of witchcraft, but also serious, there's some serious, powerful magic in this shop. There's a shop. ton of great like spell kits here. Yeah. And candles and statues and... It's just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's a amazing. gorgeous shop. Ooh, fun. So they're my they're my spark. And it's separate from the book. But I bet they carry her book there. Probably. <laughs> That's this week. That's what we got for you. That's a lot of good stuff to be getting on with, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. So if you end up buying one of these books or getting them from the library, please let us know yeah. what you think of them. Because we'd love to hear from yes. you, either on Instagram or email or all of our other spots. (sighs) Time to go read some more books. Yeah. Until next time, be well. Harm none. And don't forget that you are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Twitter at Bonfire Babble and Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington, 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.